0: Tender mercy, the true life has been my guide. And it is divine, his comfort, through my faith him to drown. For I know.
1: In review, last week we read that Ruth went into the field. Me. Remember, Ruth and Naomi had returned to Israel. After their time in Moab, they came to Israel during the time of the barley harvest. And this is something that Ruth was willing to work hard, even though her and Naomi were not, they were poor. They didn't have food. She went out into the fields and she was to glean and she gleaned the fields. And we know this is something that God put in his law for the widows and for the fatherless and for those who were poor so they could work for provision. And Ruth was a faithful servant. She went out and she worked for provision. She worked hard and we saw that and she went into the fields and we saw also God's divine providence in all of it in that they just happened to return at the barley harvest and Ruth just happened to be in the field of Boaz and Boaz just happened to show up to the field when Ruth was there. All of these things that were being put together by God through his hand of providence. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful story. And then we saw last week where Boaz, who is the kinsman redeemer, which we'll deal with more today, this word Goel, the kinsman redeemer. And we're going to see, last week we saw how Boaz commended Ruth for her kindness and for everything, her faithfulness to Naomi, but especially her faithfulness to the one true God of Israel, to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And remember, he gave her a meal. She held some back to share with Naomi. He gave her all the water she could want to drink. She didn't have to get it herself. It's a beautiful picture. And then he gave her an abundant harvest to take home to her and Naomi. And we saw in that chapter last week that hope invaded Naomi's life. Remember, she wanted to be known as bitter. She had seemingly given up. And then hope showed up from the least likely of places. Through this Gentile Moabite woman who Naomi didn't know was going to return home with her. It's just beautiful again of God's divine providence. And then Naomi, she hears the hope. In the fact that this man Boaz was so kind to Ruth. And she knows that Boaz is a relative. He qualifies. He's the right man. He's in the list of kinsmen redeemers. And that's the first thing we're going to look at today when we study this out. We're going to see that Naomi is going to instruct Ruth. She's going to point her to the kinsman redeemer. She's teaching Ruth about the customs of Israel, about the laws of Israel. And she's going to point Ruth to the kinsman redeemer. And remember what I told you. This book is so fascinating for many reasons. But Naomi is a picture of the Jewish people. And this is a beautiful thing. She is a picture of the Jewish people. We know she's Jewish. She's from the tribe of uh, Judah. And she is a picture of Israel. But I told you there are three specific layers I want you to think about as we study this out. First of all, it is a powerful biblical story with lots of lessons for us to learn from. But second, it's a beautiful overview, prophetic picture of the church of our kinsman redeemer, redeeming the church. And then it's also personal for each one of us. This is your story and my story. This is a beautiful story. And so we know Naomi is a picture and type of the Jewish people in all of this. And we know also Ruth is a picture and type of you and me, of the church. This beautiful picture. And we're gonna see more today that Boaz is a picture and type of the kinsman redeemer. He's a picture of Christ. And this is a bigger picture of something even more prophetic in Scripture, something profound that people often miss. Remember this, we've talked about it in in Romans chapter 11, that the Gentiles, the church is not to boast against the branches. We're not to be arrogant towards the Jewish people because we've been grafted in. We've been grafted in. And here's the thing, understand the bigger picture here in Ruth. Naomi, who's a picture and type of Israel, she's pointing Ruth, who's a picture and type of the Gentile church, to the to kin, the Kinsman Redeemer Boaz but know this in Isaiah 49:6 it declared this in prophecy indeed he says God said this is it too small a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved ones of Israel i will also give you as a light to the gentiles that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth the jewish people the jewish nation god chose them but they were to be a light To show the Gentile church the way. This is all ordained. This is all God's providence. Understand that. And so Ruth chapter 3, we're going to be looking at this. We're going to be be looking at all of this that points to Christ. Ruth chapter 3, starting at verse 1. I'm going to read the first five verses and then we'll dive in. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? This is Naomi's intent. Take note of that. We'll come back to that. Verse two. Now, Boaz, whose young women you were with, is he not our relative? In fact, he is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash, yourselves, wash yourself and anoint yourself, put on your best garment and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Then it shall be When he lies down, that you shall notice the place where he lies. And you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lie down. And he will tell you what you should do. And this is Ruth's response, verse 5. And she said to her, all that you say to me, I will do. Let's pray. Father, pour out your spirit upon this congregation, upon this fellowship. But Lord, open our eyes, our spiritual eyes, open our hearts, open our ears to your word. We know that your word will not return void. It will do what it's supposed to do. It will accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish. And so God, let every heart in this room be receptive to what you have to say. Help me to get out of the way and just teach your word to your people, to your flock. Lord, we praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. And so Naomi, I love this. She gives Ruth instruction and she's directing her. She's lighting her path, so to speak the kinsman redeemer she's telling Ruth how the traditions work and how she's supposed to do this and it explains that this is in verse one we see it's for Ruth's own good it's for Ruth's own good she says my daughter shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you this is for your own good Ruth and that word security means rest and I'll come back to that and in verse two she explains now Boaz whose young women you were with is he not our relative Naomi's telling Ruth, look, he qualifies under our tradition, under the laws of God to be a kinsman redeemer. That's what she's hinting at. And Naomi knows this. And so here's the thing. Naomi's not being selfish here because I've heard this taught. I've heard it taught that Naomi's actually just being selfish because she sees uh, you know, her family being redeemed and she sees a future for herself. I'm sure there's some of that hope in her, but she really is looking out after the best interests of Ruth. She loves Ruth. They have a close relationship. And this is a powerful thing. She is looking out. And not, not only that, but we read here that she's seeking security for Ruth. And that word security, as I said, it means rest. It's the same word used in chapter 1. where Remember Naomi told Ruth, you go and you find security with a husband, with a new husband. You leave me and you go and find rest. She was looking out for Naomi even in, or for Ruth even in chapter 1. That's the same thing that's going on here. She's not being selfish. And even though it'll benefit her, she's looking out for Ruth and she's telling Ruth, hey, this wealthy, powerful, kind, compassionate, and decent man, he's worth it. (laughs) And he qualifies. That's what she's telling. And she's trying to teach Ruth. She's trying to explain to Ruth all of these things so Ruth understands that it would bring her security. And yes, it would also bring perpetuity to Naomi's family, to uh, uh, her husband, Elimelech, who had died. It would help Keep the family line going but that is not her major motivation here at least that's not what it seems and so understand what's going on here is a powerful tradition ordained by god's law and i told you today we're going to look at what it means to be the goel that word in hebrew which means kinsman redeemer and i want you to understand this was ordained by god in his law he gave four very specific categories four very specific actions four very specific things that a kinsman redeemer could do and should do within israel within the nation israel And the first is this. I want you to understand this. The kinsman redeemer, the goel, could buy Jewish families, could buy a Jewish relative out of a life of slavery, out of bondage. That is the first thing in the scripture we see. The kinsman redeemer was able to do that. Leviticus 25, verses 47 through 49 says this. Now, if a sojourner or a stranger close to you becomes rich, and one of your brethren who dwells by him becomes poor and sells himself to the stranger or sojourner, close to you, or to a member of the stranger's family, after he is sold, he may be redeemed again. One of his brothers may redeem him, or his uncle or his uncle's son may redeem him, or anyone who is a near of kin to him in his family may redeem him, or if he is able, he may redeem himself. The first thing that God did was provide provision for a kinsman redeemer to buy his relatives, his Jewish family, out of slavery, out of bondage. The next thing is a little harsh at first, as we, it was, especially in our culture. We hear this and we think, man, that's harsh. But the second thing the Goel was to do was to be an avenger of blood. The kinsman redeemer, the Goel, was to be an avenger of blood. If a family member had been murdered, it was the responsibility of the avenger of blood, the Goel, to kill the person who murdered their family member. <laughs> Again, sounds harsh, right? But let's explain. Let's go into this. Numbers 3519, the avenger, that's the word Goel. Of blood himself shall put, to, uh, put the murderer to death. When he meets him, he shall put him to death. Now, if you study this out, understand this. You know, people sometimes miss this. But the death penalty is a huge deterrent to murder when it's, when it's practiced properly. <laughs> not when you have 700 appeals and you spend 45 years on death row. Not to get too political, but let's just be honest. It's not really a deterrent if it's not done swiftly. There should be an appeals process. There should be all of those things. But here in God's word, we see he made provision for this. But I want you to think about something else. Do you know, and many of you already do, but do you know the first law? Not the garden, not in the garden, but the first law ever given to man. Do you know it was the death penalty? The first law God gave man. After the flood, after all the antediluvian world and all the rebellion and all the murder that had happened, after the flood.
0: This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi, folks. Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God